Come on, come all, come in your pants this Saturday, February 27th at thelab.ms. Hi, I'm Whiskey Neon and I'm encouraging everyone to join us this Saturday for the Cards Against Humanity Tournament fundraiser event at thelab.ms. This is going to be a night of fun and laughs with some awesome prizes that will knock your socks off, which we also encourage you to come in. We're talking two TI launch pads, a Texas Instruments prize bag, which includes a parts organizing box, wireless keyboard, t-shirts, and a pair of very stylish sunglasses. The last prize is a Lenovo ThinkPad T420 with an Intel i5 2.5 GHz dual-core processor, 8 gigs of RAM, and a 320 gigabyte hard drive with Ubuntu and Kali Linux dual-booting action. It's only $10 to enter. BYOB and snacks, hell, I'll even buy us a pizza. Be 21 years or older and throw your morals out the window because this game will have you acting more inappropriate than my uncle when I wore a tight bathing suit as a child. Speaking of suits, feel free to wear something outrageous like a Halloween costume, cosplay getup, or a furry get-down outfit. That's this Saturday at the lab.ms. I'll see you there. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Shadowcast, episode 16. Uh, I'm Whiskey Neon, joined with Black Math. Hey. Rainmaker. Hello, hello. Mr. Chin. Good day. And Wirefall. Hello. <laughs> uh zandy episode 16, episode 16 that means i've missed 15 of them <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh, this is a sweet 16 yeah sweet 16 yeah. uh and let's, let's, let's ask tinker about that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> he, he loves 16 year olds uh so zandy <laughs> uh zandy's well, not there goes here the show yeah it's already started off really really great uh but Zandy's Zandy's not with us tonight. Uh, he's not answering phone calls. Uh, he's locked himself up in a room with a dog, and I'll just let your imagination run wild as to what that means. So, how are you dosing him tonight? Uh, I'm not dosing him. He has no infrastructure to dos. Okay. Well, neither does Mister Chin for that matter. Yeah, I haven't rebuilt it yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, did, did anyone do anything cool this past week? I listened to a PCI talk. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I actually just came from, uh, we have a group here in Dallas that uh, uh, was just, well, it was part of a national organization, NAZIG, uh, the National uh, Assurance Information Security Group or something to that effect, um, that uh, has disbanded nationally. So the, but they're trying to keep that spirit alive, and uh, the new one is NISAG, I think. National Infrastructures, no, National Sign, anyway, something. Security uh, group. <laughs> but we met at a bar, so that's a good thing. Uh, before, they used to meet at a local church. Really? Um, it, was, it, was, it was much less entertaining there. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, so they're, they're more corporate. Uh, I, I would say... ISSA is total corporate, you know, uh, vendors basically buy their way in, 
Um, Nazig is uh, most of the people there are blue team security type wonks. Um, and some vendors talk, but it's more knowledge sharing from a defense perspective. So, um, but there were a number of people that had been at DHA, uh, and, uh, we got to, uh, pimp our stuff to them. So, uh, I hope that we'll get some more people out of that. Well, that's always good to hear. Yeah. Uh, um, but it was, uh, uh, um, it was definitely the most interesting PCI talk I've heard, which is not saying a lot, but, uh, <laughs> um, but they, they offered up, he offered up some, some interesting information, correlations between, uh, organizations that are PCI certified that have been compromised and ones that have just been certified versus that have not been known to be compromised. So there were some interesting correlations there. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, like, uh, what was one of the examples? Uh, well, for most of the things, monitoring, uh, <laughs> you know, you think hardening would be one of the, big, the really big ones, and there was almost no differentiation between hardened systems, between those that were compromised and those that weren't. Um, but security processes and monitoring were basically, those that were not compromised had... Adequate, I mean, decent ratings of those, and those that were compromised had almost none. So, yeah, so monitoring is definitely one of the big ones. Oh, yeah. I think uh, your uh, your bandwidth is... is uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe my Bluetooth, too. I don't, I don't know here. I... I uh... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you're up in... Uh, uh, upstate New York again. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Well, uh, if, you, if you actually had a number to call in, I could actually use a landline. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, text. Oh yeah, I, I'll I'll call you in. We'll just do that. Uh, text me the number you want me to call, and I'll bring you back in. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I spent uh, Saturday. I know Sunday over in Fort Worth for the Fab Now conference, and what was I, that? I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be like a a gay pride thing, but it's actually uh, I meant fabrication now. So, oh yeah, I thought it was going to be fabulous, but uh, I could only bring so much fabulous with me. But fabulous uh, now, yeah. So what what ended up being was uh, a conference for maker spaces and hacker spaces, and uh, I was emceeing the panel for uh, for both. Uh, yeah, there there was Wirefall. He was on, and uh, uh, Logic Works from the Lab.ms, and then I can't remember the other guy's name with uh, the red shirt guy. Yeah, the red shirt guy. From the Dallas Makerspace, um, they were all uh, we were all doing the conference, and it was in front of a lot of educators and librarians, uh, which was an interesting crowd to speak in front of. Boy, that's a trip. Librarians. Yeah, I I can actually speak on that. Uh, my wife is a librarian, and 
right now a lot of like elementary and high school curriculum is pushing librarians to be makers as well as um, digital librarians too. So it's kind of a new progression in their curriculum. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like uh, a lot of these people were highly interested in the in the hacker spaces and maker spaces, and really the job of the panel was explaining the origins of it and uh, the hacker background behind it. Not just because you know maker spaces is all the the fluffy, pretty, uh, you know. Uh, definition uh, but you know it all comes back to hacking and um, there was you know you had the experiences from LogicWorks with the lab you had the Dallas Makerspace then you had Wirefall uh, representing Dallas Hackers Association uh, it ended up being pretty uh, a pretty decent panel uh, had some cool questions um, had a librarian who was her, <laughs> we wanted to attack you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the librarian what? didn't understand what I was saying and and took offense to something I said. I was thinking... <laughs> Maybe she did understand what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I was telling her that I was uh, I was thankful. I was, I was thinking the, the librarians were standing up uh, to the government uh, in response to the Patriot Act by automatically opting out people from their uh, checkout history for books and all, all of that stuff. Um, because if they did uh, retain those records, then the government could just ask for it whenever and they'd have to hand it over. Uh, I don't even think a warrant's necessary for that. I don't remember. But because they don't agree with that, they just automatically opt everyone out. And it's very rare these days for you to be auto-opt out of anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, no kidding. So, so I was thinking them, and she uh, misunderstood what I was saying. And I was kind of uh, taken back when I have this, like, grandma-aged older librarian saying, I have a question for whiskey. <laughs> arms crossed. Arms crossed. Yeah. Arms crossed. An old lady saying, "I have a question for whiskey." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what did I do? I'm not even supposed to be asked questions." And I had to clarify, and the young librarian sitting next to her uh, totally understood what I was saying, and she had like this huge smile on her face and like looked super pumped that someone acknowledged that librarians were cool. You know what I mean? And then right next to her, you have the older one who's all pissed off. So, and, and I, I had, uh, commended them on the, uh, um, you know, that many of them are participating in, uh, Tor exit nodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely think that went over the head of the other one. Yeah. And, uh, I actually, uh, shared, uh, some contact info, uh, with one of the librarians, uh, so that we could talk about, helping the Fort Worth library system and getting hacker space, maker space type things going and definitely uh, to put into our exit nodes, uh, see how that goes. Uh, there's going to be a project to kind of test it out uh, at the lab.ms, having a separate internet connection and server completely away from everything else that'll host an exit node. And Tinker is going to be running that project. So we'll see how, that uh pans out 
did, did anybody see on the on the subject of librarians? Did anybody see the uh, uh, nomination for the lead Library of Congress uh, person this past week? No, who is it? Oh, uh, Carla uh, Carla Hayden, um, who is a advocate. She was against the Patriot Act, an advocate of privacy and uh, you know free speech, anti censorship. Um, replaces an old stodgy, uh, basically ivory tower kind of person who was completely against ebooks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so so definitely some progress there. And you said this was Library of Congress. Yeah, oh, librarian of Congress. A librarian of Congress. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So this is that for the Library of Congress. Yeah, the world's largest library. Yeah, okay. Then that's really good news because that's who yes. is in charge of the DMCA uh, revisions, uh, like uh, the allowing you to unlock yep. your phone yep. and all of that yep. stuff. So that's really good news to hear. Uh, I can't wait to see what someone who's not an old fogey will be able to accomplish. Uh, yeah, knock on wood, definitely. Uh so does anyone else have cool things that they've done this past week? I got something. Uh, I was dicking around on uh, Shodan earlier this week and stumbled across a uh, CPAs out of California's uh, NAS, publicly wide open, uh, oh. just gigs <laughs> of tax returns. It was ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I did my good deed for the year and uh, anonymously contacted the guy and uh, disclosed what I found and uh, made sure he knew a way uh, how to basically get rid of that. So came back about an hour later and the whole thing was offline. So I think I did the guy a service. Did he ever so. talk to you about it? Yeah, I talked to him for about a good 20 minutes and explained uh, – what I found and what the ramifications of all that were and uh, basically uh, how fucked he was if it was uh, still kept online and he completely did not realize what he had uh, exposed himself to. And where, what state was he in? California. Ah, oh, darn. Now, next time that you ever do that, make sure that you record it and make sure that it's a two-party or one-party state. California is a two-party state because recordings with responsible disclosure have literally saved me from lawsuits. Uh, hmm. So always, if you're going to disclose things over a phone, make sure that you uh, you record it because that can definitely save you. Yeah, basically I stood up uh, my private VPN connection, created a uh, Google Voice account anonymously and contacted them that way. Nice. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And I said my name was Whiskey Neon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. Uh, it's Bourbon Xenon is who you are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, or, or the jester. Just say you're the jester. Oh, there you go. You're a patriotic hacker. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, well, let's, uh, let's get into our first segment of the show. Now it's time for the feed. All right, so this week we've had a lot of news actually come out. Uh, I don't even know where to start, but hey, let's start with the children because they're the most important thing apparently in the world. I guess I, I'm not a parent, so I can be more cynical than actual parents can be. But uh, do you, no, I think you get more more cynical with children. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, have any of y'all like to spy on your kids? Have any of y'all spied on your kids before as far as their online activities or phones? Uh, I, I they... tell kids that I'm going to be observing their activity. Well, do you actively do it? Uh, probably not as much as I should, but yeah, I do. Oh, let's, let's I, 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 I definitely threatened it. They know I was capable of it, and they feared me, and I would just sometimes look at them and say, I know what you're doing. I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like mine would be limited to like uh, transparent proxy and just making sure they're not going to places, and then, you know, filters for... Uh, you know, your predefined content filters, bring them to a big red page that says, what are you doing? Yeah, I actually did something I, similar I, at work. I, I had uh, like all social media redirect to a page saying, get back to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently did that for the grandkids, uh, the uh, whatever open DNS stuff. Um, not so much because I care about blocking it, but I want them to want it so much that they circumvent it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, I learned a lot about how to uh, manipulate AOL when I, I was banned from AOL accounts as a child. So, uh, uh, yeah, I encourage it for that reason. That's, that's good. But unfortunately, a lot of parents, uh, they will really want to be hands-on with this. And, uh, I mean, it's whatever. I guess if you want to do that, I mean, if, if there might be some reason to do it. Maybe maybe you were looking through some pictures on the snapping and saw your own kid. I guess that would not only throw you in a moral <laughs> dilemma, but would also have you uh, want to monitor your kids. And there's tons of apps and services for this. And one of them is... YouKnowKids.com. That's you with a U, not a U. And uh, <laughs> they recently had a uh, unfortunate thing happen. Uh, 1,700 kids' images were exposed, and it was over 6.2 million text. Uh, and uh, let's see what else. We they they had this. It was a pretty big breach, but. Uh, it was also the uh, the accounts for all of their social media. Uh, so so in total, you have 6.8 million text messages, 1.8 million images, uh, and um, the, the 1,700 child profiles. And these profiles included the full names, email addresses, GPS coordinates, date of births, and a lot of more, a lot more information. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, no, I'm not. I wish I were. No, I read that. Yeah. And uh, what ended up happening was, uh, they said that the even social media account information it was included in this, but they claimed that the uh, the passwords were encrypted. Uh huh. So, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> not like you don't have the kid's email address. Their pictures, yeah. their GPS coordinates, and well, all that. Well, what were you saying, though, in the very beginning about finding your child's picture? Yeah, yeah. With the snapping, that's when uh, Snapchat. Snapping. Okay, snapping. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because I have a friend 
Someone who's not me. uh, (laughs) What? Someone who is not me, swim. Yeah, no, I I have a friend who was uh, um, experimenting when uh, uh, an early high-speed internet connection that was cable modems and you could see everything in your community. Um, Well, he could. (laughs) And uh, um, so connecting to people's drives and that was possible uh, and found his daughter's picture in the root drive of one of the neighbor's computers. Wow. Oh, shit. That seemed to be yeah. dead neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that computer wasn't on. But from what I heard, that computer wasn't online for long. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Well, uh, Imagine if you were paying for a service, and then you, fa- and you found your kid's images in a, in a data dump. That's just horrible. <laughs> the, company, uh, the company claimed that 0.5% of their children information thing was leaked. So, um, uh, But the thing is, is, uh, there, is uh, there may be some legal ramifications for this. Uh, with COPA. Copa. Yeah. No, no kidding. Yeah. So the Federal Trade Commission is aware of this. And, uh, you know, I, I don't... I, the company claims that they're in compliance. But I can tell you this from experience. You can report stuff to the FTC all day. Unless thousands of people report uh, concerns, they're not going to even do anything. Because they get so many reports. Like, someone owes money to a bank and there's a collections agency after them legitimately and someone's going to file a complaint with the FTC uh, I mean yeah yeah the FTC saying that you know man they're harassing me you know what I'm saying like there's so many complaints that just don't even matter uh, that you have to have a lot of people complaining for them to care even for no, all, you, all, you ha- all you have to do is go through that data dump yourself find one picture in there where there's a kid without clothes and then charge the company with child pornography. <laughs> you know what? That's very interesting. That is very interesting. Wow. Uh, I wonder what safe harbor, uh, what you could claim with that. That's interesting. There is no safe harbor with, with the CP. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like Dropbox probably has tons of cheese pizza, but it's not like they're... <laughs> <laughs> there. Jeez, pizza. Yeah. Jeez, pizza. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, first for me too. Yeah. Uh, apparently, y'all haven't on, been on 4chan as much as I have. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they definitely uh, aren't going. They're they're not liable for CP that's uploaded by a user. Uh, but they they. You could argue that they, yeah, not by a user, but you could argue that they encourage it. As far as it's children, they're focusing on children. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's interesting. At the very least, it would be a huge pain in their ass. Yes. Are we still talking about the kids? Nah, never mind. Uh, so the uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> what did I become part of? <laughs> Welcome to Shadowcast. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. All right. So, um all of you uh 
guys here. Uh, I don't know how hips you are with the interwebs and memes and their trends. Are y'all familiar with the Damn Daniel meme that's all the rage right now? Back at again, rocking the vans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, I am not. For those of you who aren't aware, it, it's just 30 seconds of this kid who goes to school and, and, a, and, and, and like another kid uh, like sarcastically commenting on his shoes uh, every day. And uh, it's like a 30-second video. And, and it, well, here's the audio. You'll get the gist of it from this. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white man. Damn. Yeah, so basically that's... That's the whole entirety of it, and it's all over the, the interwebs. Um, but uh, why I'm bringing that up is that the, the kid who actually filmed the video, the one who's saying, Damn Daniel, uh, on Tuesday, the police responded to the, his house at 1 a.m. after they received reports that someone at the residence had shot their mother with an AK-47. Oh, shit. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah. Did he get swatted? He got swatted. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, and the uh, the uh, swatter is evident. <laughs> the poor kid that was the subject of his Dan Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, but here, here's the thing, though. Like, this was in California, and if I was going to swat someone, I wouldn't do it in California. Uh uh, there, there was. Um, I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, but anyways, there was a, a state, uh, like either senator or, or uh, representative, uh, who um, who actually was trying to get uh, a huge penalty involved for swatting because it's such a horrible thing, anyways. Um, he was uh, trying to pass this legislation. And, uh, they, they actually have a bill in place, I guess, for the, uh, celebrities at the very least, but, uh, I'm not sure as far as, um, as the actual, uh, you know, normal people, uh, that, you know, people should care about everyone, not just celebs, but, uh, so you're, you're, you're against protections from swatting. No, I'm for it. I'm just saying it shouldn't be okay. exclusive to one group of people. It should be everyone should be able to like they should have yeah. very stiff, very stiff penalties for swatting because of the risk involved. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the guy who who is actually um, yeah, because if somebody swatted Tinker. Uh, there'd be a full shootout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a horrible idea. Uh, no, I, I, for real, like, I, I have a gun next to me in bed, and, and, I mean, if all of a sudden people just started coming in the house like that, I would totally, re probably react with, like, peeing my pants and, and trying to shoot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what the scenario would be. Um, I should probably have a kill switch before a gun next to the bed just to cover all the bases, but, uh... Anyways, uh, the guy who was actually advocating for the swatting bill, uh, Ted Lieu, uh, on the day of the vote, 
was swatted. <laughs> so, oh no! Really? Yeah, he was Did, like, didn't wasn't he just in the news for something else? Yeah, um, positive, very positive, something very positive. Yeah, Ted Lieu, uh was recently in the news for uh, uh, well, he was telling the FBI to fuck off uh, with with yep, uh, yep, the, 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 yeah. the Apple thing. Yeah, uh, Ted Lou's a cool guy. He seems to uh, you know not be a uh, a dickhole like most of the lawmakers are. But yeah, he like what happened. What was really funny is that uh, he gets this phone call from like the state police or whatever, uh, asking him where he's at, and he says, uh, "I'm like I'm working. <laughs> I'm about to go vote." And they're like, "So you're not at your residence? No. Well, we, we had a call that you were murdering your wife." <laughs> and, and so yeah, uh, swatting's a horrible plague. Uh, it's never funny, only when it's funny. Um, I, I don't know. It, well, the, 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 the definition of humor, according to Carol Burnett, was pain separated by time. There you Swatting go. is very painful. Therefore, with enough time, it's fucking hysterical. Um, yeah. But no, I definitely am very against swatting. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy Like to see on Twitch the streams of it. That's really interesting. Uh, it's very entertaining because well, at the very least there's going to be a dead dog and that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. And the cops are usually huge dicks, huge dicks when they come in. Like, uh, of course they're going to tackle the person cause they don't understand the threat, but then they're like huge assholes afterwards when they're trying to explain what's going on because they think the person is like somehow responsible for it when all they were doing was live streaming. You know, they don't understand what's actually occurring. Uh, in a lot of the videos, so it's crazy. Uh, Raymaker, you had a news item, didn't you? Yeah, sure did. Um, Mandiant FireEye recently released their special report for February 2016. Typically, I really don't like these sort of self-promoting pep rally style, you know, promotions. But this one actually had some fairly good information. Uh, for example, like some of the nice gems I found were like a uh, percentage breakdown of what sectors that have been breached in 2015. A lot of these are pretty not too surprising. Like high tech was 13%. Um, business and professional services and media entertainment were both like at 11. So it really wasn't that surprising. But what I did find interesting was that uh, 50 pre. I'm sorry, 53% of breaches were detected externally versus 47, which was internally. Um, that's kind of sad considering you know most organizations, blue teams, aren't detecting their own compromises. Um, and then also that um, external notifications of compromise were taking like 320 days versus 56 uh, internally. So I guess that's something for blue team. Um, and then uh, this is kind of cool that Wednesdays were the most popular day for phishing attempts. Um, I think it was like 29%. And then, uh, <laughs> keep in mind, this is coming from Mandiant FireEye. Um, they noted that there's been a large increase of compromises on networking devices. Mandiant uh, FireEye, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> Maybe with your own company. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. exactly, yeah. And then, um, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, I'm a former Windows guy, but they were saying, like, most popular persistence mechanisms in um, the malware uh, compromises were uh, Windows services, number one. Uh, registry entries in the uh, in Windows 2, DLL um, and uh, GPO 3 and 4, 
Um, and then, you know, just some other persistence mechanisms such as editing binary, existing binaries, scheduled tasks, WMI and stuff. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. So anyway, Mandiant FireEye 2015 special report. Check it out. Yeah, I've, I've seen every single one of those things you just said <laughs> on Windows servers or, or systems. Oh, yeah. Uh, the scheduled task, uh, I, I haven't seen that, but only like once or twice. Uh, but it's, 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 it's one of those things where you're not going to necessarily look in your scheduled task. Like, who thinks to look in your scheduled task to see, uh, 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 you know, just some task there? Hell, a lot of people... Uh, don't even know that w Windows has that feature in it unless they're, you know, a server, like a sysadmin, you know, like, uh, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, Wednesday being the peak day, uh, we were trying to figure out why that was the case. Wirefall, why do you think that, uh, Wednesday would be the peak day for phishing attacks? Um, as a pen tester... Monday you do your recon, Tuesday you do your development, and Wednesday you attack. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, oh, that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and we have an answer. There we go. Uh, have you all heard about? Or oh, what? Monday you Monday you drink, Tuesday you drink, and Wednesday you figure out I gotta get shit done. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's also uh, a, a good work ethic in general, <laughs> not just exclusive to pen testing. Um, have you all heard about the the new Android Trojan called Xbot? Well, it uh, seems like everyone's heard about it. <laughs> uh, it is a uh, interesting little uh, piece of software. Uh, it is uh, so far discovered on 22 Android apps, and uh, Palo Alto discovered this, and so they named it Xbot. I don't know why, but that's that's what they've named it as. And uh, what this does is it brings up uh, phishing pages. So I don't. I'm pretty sure uh, this would be like a Android web view uh, type thing to make it look like an app, not in the browser per se. And uh, it mimics Google Play's payment interface and the login pages of seven different banks, uh, like the, the apps, like to make it look like the apps. Um, one thing that's interesting about this is that it can remotely lock the Android phone and encrypt all of the files. So it's ransomware. And as for a $100 PayPal cash card as ransom, which I found <laughs> kind of... Interesting choice there. Not like anyone could track that one down. Um, it will steal all SMS messages and and contact information. And it will even intercept certain SMS messages and parse uh, SMS messages for mobile transaction authentication numbers from banks. Uh, it's not really a widespread piece of malware yet. But it uh, has been targeting Android users in Russia and Australia. It, kind of weird. I would expect Russia, but it's funny that Australia is being targeted. Um, uh, so, uh, out of the seven, six of the banks are the most popular banks in Australia. So, there you go. Uh, uh, we had something similar recently that was actually the opposite of uh, um, where if it did it geolocate 
IP, and if it was within Russia, it would not attack the device. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I wonder where yeah. that originated from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's certainly not Ukraine. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, one thing that I thought was really cool is that the... Uh, Nissan Leaf uh, has uh, an API, oh, yeah. uh, go figure, uh, that they that we have uh, APIs now for our cars. Um, oh, because, you know, nothing could go wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, the Leaf being an electric car from Nissan, uh, and they have this app where it gives you all these stats and shit. Uh, but... Uh, if you actually, uh, you know, look at the the calls out to uh, the server and everything, uh, it's it's just uh, sending back JSON files, and uh, you can actually uh, like remotely control people's uh, car if you just know their VIN. And uh, oh, no, it was I, it wasn't the car; it was the uh, the. Uh, um well, like the, their their AC and shit like that, not like driving right. it. Right. So, yeah. No. So yeah. So it was the, uh, the you know just the climate control. Um, well, considering what which, was feeding and I was done to me in the past with just a spare car key, I'm not sure I really want him anywhere near my VIN number. <laughs> yeah. But but the the the, uh, the the climate control the 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 risk that I I, I saw was um, you know you turn on somebody's blower at work while they're at work. And as an electric car, it's embedded in the end, you know, when they come back out and it's dead. It's not like you go anywhere after that. So you could deny them the service of their vehicle. Uh, we were talking about this tonight at the NISAG meeting, and uh, uh, Phil actually came up with the, <laughs> the best term for this. It was a denial of comfort attack <laughs> because you can adjust their heat and air conditioning and stuff. So it's a denial of comfort attack. That's awesome. This does have more a few more serious implications, though. I'm gonna, you know, what you were saying, waterfall with uh, draining the battery. I mean, that's an easy setup for somebody who was up to no good, like wanting to physically harm somebody. Oh yeah. Yeah, like uh. uh some people have conditions like my fiance has uh, a thing where she gets cold really easily and like she can get frostbite like in, super quickly, like in, in not even really what we would consider cold uh, temperatures, her, her fingers will turn black. So if you, if you, if you pump that AC all the way up and the car, she could literally like lose limbs if she didn't exit the vehicle in time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we're, we're at the point now where we have, you can just open up burp suite and start fucking with cars. <laughs> it's really interesting because, um, one of the focuses of, of our group right now is they're, they're really big on, you know, IOT security. That's, um, AT&T is at mobile Congress right now saying we have this this whole uh, you know uh, IOT security program and that, you know there's a lot of work to be done on that but from a consulting perspective where where I reside uh, I don't understand where we're going because what are clients going to do say here's some money are we vulnerable um, thank you for the money yes 
You know, <laughs> I mean, it's how do you mitigate this? Because you are vulnerable. I mean, you know, with all the stuff with the like GLIBC, all the uh, it was what um, I was just reading this past week of. Uh, some major shopping cart that three years ago announced a vulnerability. Oh yeah. And every year, every year it's been, it's been very prevalent. And finally this past year, they've actively sought out everybody who's ever downloaded their stuff and trying to tell them, please, please upgrade, which is insane. That doesn't happen by most vendors, but they don't want their name dragged through the mud because all of these things are super vulnerable. All of the credit card data is fully exposed um, and people want to upgrade. Now, how many people are going to upgrade their door sensors? Yeah. You know, that really is something not important to them, uh, or can upgrade the door sensors. If it's compiled against GLibC and, you know, it's two years old and the vendor is no longer in business or not supporting anything except their, their you know, new version, that's ridiculous. Uh, so I... I was equating it tonight. We were talking about this tonight as well at, at uh, Nizeg and uh, a hockey term. I'm a big hockey nut. Um, is when you do a face-off, you win the loss. If you, if you suck at face-offs, you win the loss. You know you're going to lose. So how do you win the loss? And I think that's what IoT is. We have to look at winning the loss because we're going to fucking lose. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And and you're gonna definitely lose it when your API key is is a VIN number that's viewable <laughs> on the outside of a car. I mean, <laughs> at least try. No, but, no, no, but all this stuff and and it's it's only getting worse. Um, I was I was talking today with uh, my 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 practice lead of there is this schism that's I, I see forming. Um, in across the board, not just our practice, but uh, across the board of you have traditional AppSec people and you have traditional NetSec people. And then now you have software-defined networking. And so it's software, but it's networking. Yeah. So all the AppSec <laughs> people go, that's a network. It's a virtual switch, but it's still a switch. I don't touch that. I don't understand that. And you have all the networking people going, uh, um, it's a JSON, Docker, some of that's all software. I don't understand that. That's soft. That's AppSec. And nobody's doing shit about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be a fundamental shift in IT ops as a whole, not just in one segment. Um, uh, right. That sounds like somebody who's that sounds like somebody who's read uh, the Phoenix Project. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's not just it's not just the the Phoenix Project, but yeah, that uh, we've plugged it like eighty times. Uh, yeah, definitely need to get it uh, if you haven't uh, gotten it yet. Uh, but yeah, the the whole concept where I don't know, like when I first learned how to do web development stuff, I I didn't even have security be something that I could learn about as far as like how to do something correctly. It was just like, Oh, uh, I'm, I'm making this site. I need to include this external resource or, or like, here's an example to make the page, uh, a whole lot easier for me to edit. Like I had uh, my index.php file. 
and uh, it, it would have like a you know uh, a variable uh, that would uh, pull from the for a page. So it'd be like ID equals one, and that would be like the home page. Two would be the the about page, or whatever. Well, that was just a simple include, and you could actually uh, instead of having the one. Or, or whatever word or number or whatever the fuck I had up there, you could just put in a URL and it would load yep. whatever. And I learned that one really quickly. Hey, I don't need to do that. Um, I, I was always trying to think, uh, how would this be hacked? How could I hack this? Um, uh, you know, and, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't have time to even consider because uh, it's how do I get this done for the deadline? I have two days. Uh, Security is an afterthought. And, and well, that, 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 go ahead. Yeah, it, and, and it's, it gets to the point where your program's secure and you have a code audit. It turns out that your compiler <laughs> is, <laughs> is at fault now. Oh, oh, this is another subject that we talked about tonight uh, at the meeting. Um, because the discussion uh, for the main topic was PCI, and uh, I brought up that my major complaint was, um, I have multiple complaints, but my major complaint is around scoping for PCI. Um, and the way I put it was, back in the day, I had much less work. Before PCI, I had much less work, but it was much more fulfilling um, because organizations were coming to us and saying, you know, test our security. Uh, how is our security posture? Now with PCI, everybody's going, look at those two servers. We've segment, segmented everything. Look at those two servers. Oh, that's bullshit. Um, but the scoping of allowing that, saying here's the two servers that process data. Oh, well, yeah, and these other two touch it, so we need to have those in scope. No, that's not scope. Um, you look at a developer who's developing on his workstation that pushes code to their repository that it goes up into their DMZ and processes credit cards. Uh, I'm going to attack that developer's workstation, right? I'm going to poison Stack Exchange because everybody knows that's where they're pulling all their, <laughs> their freaking code from. Yeah. You know, um, it, so the, the, the whole thing of scope was stupid. I don't know why I got on this subject, but uh, anyway. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah. I don't know. We, we've got a changing world, uh, and uh, security is just not at the point yet to where IoT should even be something we're doing. It's it's one of those things where, like regulations, technology outpaces the security in this regard. So, uh, I have I've just recently. Uh, completely done the home automation thing with Z-Wave and all the magic crap. You don't happen uh, to have a Simply Safe uh, security system, do you? No, I do not. Because we're talking um, about IoT. Yeah. Did you hear about them recently? Yeah, that's mm. horrible. <laughs> uh, elaborate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Elaborate. Yeah. Uh, basically, it came out. I think it was this week or last week. Um, the Simply Safe uh, wireless alarm systems are completely vulnerable to replay attacks. So, um, yeah, not not good, not good. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, wow. Um, another another one of the devices that came out 
this past week or two was uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. The uh, I think it was Panasonic uh, cameras. Um, uh, they connect to your wireless network, but oh, yeah. you can connect to them. You can connect to them directly, and there was a back door. Uh, so you connect to them directly, and then from that you can pull down the unencrypted wireless credentials for that for the network they're joined to, and now join that network and create havoc. Um, but the uh, the where I was going with uh, I just got I pre-ordered and got the first batch of Vera Plus, um, which is a home automation thing uh, that I liked it because I wanted to play with from a security perspective. It does Z-Wave, Zigbee, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, basically everything um, that's out there right now. And uh, <clears throat> I had a horrific install. It took, I was up till like 5.30 in the morning and I finally got it working. Um, and then two days later, it all stops working. Uh, I've got support calls in. Um, they won't talk to me unless I directly connect it to my router, which I don't have a router. I have a firewall, but uh, I have to <laughs> eliminate supposedly everything. So I have to go direct. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to lie to them and say I'm not on a switch because they wouldn't want me on a switch. How the fuck is Layer 2 doing anything? <laughs> um, but uh, So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lie to them. But I'll take all my firewall rules off so that there's nothing they could ever say. Um, that VLAN for, for uh, IoT basically said you can communicate communicate with my gateway uh, fit, port 53 so you can do DNS resolution. Otherwise, you're not talking to any RFC 1918 addresses. But you can go out to the internet. You've got full access to the internet. Um, and it worked initially. So I didn't think it was anything of that. So I eliminated all the rules. You can talk to anything, anywhere, anyhow, and automatically it started to work. So they're required, they're basically do, trying to do something with some sort of RFC 1918 addresses or the gateway or something. I've got to do some analysis of that. But uh, yeah, um, oh, something it's plug that and nobody play. would. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Fuck that. <laughs> and what's sort of scary about that waterfall is, uh, as we're all aware, I mean, if you had not had an IoT VLAN, if you were not you, basically, and just plugged it into your, you know, home office router and went to town, that's. Ex Exposing all sorts of crap. Who knows what they're doing? I no, mean, it's it's even worse. They they have this setting. I found uh, it was not documented. I found that it is like auto discover my devices, right? Oh hell no! Um, I fucking I no I fucking flipped. I, I I actually yanked out my my Ethernet cable because I'm looking through the logs and all of a sudden there's this my my new device is not working properly, right? Okay. And I'm trying to troubleshoot it with their support. And I'm looking through the logs, and that device is going to a tablet on that network that I use to control my AV stuff that has never touched this, you know, network, I mean, this uh, <laughs> uh, device. And it's trying to log into it Whoa. with all sorts of different usernames and, and DCE admin Whoa. and DCE test, test, admin, admin. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's dictionary attacking my fucking devices. Well, that's what they do for uh, identifying uh, other cameras, evidently, 
Uh, uh, the no. dictionary attack <laughs> devices. Any, anything that sends out a DHCP request, it sees it and it goes and attacks it. <laughs> oh, that's God. fucking insane. Oh, that's incredible. I would have loved to have known about this so I could have gifted one to Mr. Chin so that he would have oh thought I backdoored it. <laughs> oh, God. That's I awesome. Flip, man. I, I posted on their their thing. I'm like, you are fucking kidding me. You need to uh, you need to screen cap that and and uh, write an article. Uh, that would be, I'd be a very good read. Oh, I'm gonna have lots of articles on this fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, that's that's incredible. Well, uh, to shift gears here, uh, this week week WikiLeaks. Uh, uh, Drop the most highly classified documents ever published by a media organization, uh, which the which is top secret comments gamma documents. In regards to the NSA spying of UN Secretary General uh, Ban Ki Moon, uh, Angela Merkel, and Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, and then uh, a few other people who uh, aren't as name worthy, um, but. Uh, basically, this was uh, some information in regards to uh, how to save the planet from climate change. And uh, these are all private meetings, and they were bugged. And you can, it's just a couple of documents, really. Um, but I, I honestly don't have any problems with this, per se, because this is the NSA actually doing their job. Uh, it may be shady. But that's called intelligence. Was 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 there any information on that? Um, you you said they were bugged. Yeah. Um, so was it all? Do you know if it was all just listening to audio, or is there uh, interpretation and keyword searches? I, I just ask because that's one of the things I'm I'm looking at uh, doing a talk on, of uh, um, you know, audio processing and and keyword searching of. Those types of captures. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, I, I I don't really. I, as far as what I can tell, is uh, uh, apparently one of them was uh, the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. Uh, they they targeted his cell phone. So uh, that's so it's probably just some intern listening to shit and writing it down. Yeah, yeah, an analyst uh, getting paid heavily, uh, probably. <laughs> I don't know, but there's hardly any information here, and I, I really don't have um, much negative things to say about this because this is expected behavior. Uh, uh, you know, if, if it was revealed that this was actually used for corporations to be able to uh, have an advantage, then I'd have a problem with that. But this is the NSA doing what the NSA does. And so this wasn't a, uh, you know, this wasn't domestic spying of citizens or spying on the entire global populace. This was the kind of shit you would expect the NSA to do. So, Well, I, I, I would say yes and no. Uh, that's, that's what we have come to expect from them. Um but if you're talking about an organization, the UN, that we are supposedly a part of and support and pay dues when we feel like it. Yeah. Um, or Merkel, a 
ally in Germany. Right, right, right. Um, you know, those kind of things I would question. It, it, it's, it should be people who, if, you know, if, if you're an ally, yes, they're doing the same thing. Right. But ostensibly, if you're allies, that's not something you should be doing. Yeah, I mean... Or get caught doing. Yeah, get caught doing, yeah. <laughs> Angela Merkel, yeah. she's got to be fucking pissed at this point. I mean, <laughs> like... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh, she, 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 she may have gotten over the whole thing with her, her communications being, um, you know, bugged and well, tapped. Well, wasn't, wasn't she the one as well that uh, George Bush massaged <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's got to be the worst part, point of her fucking career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so this is... Uh, what, what I found interesting is, is is doing this to, you know, the Israeli prime minister, where the U.S. just blindly supports Israel all the time. Uh, I found not, it not, not our current Muslim president. No, not our... Not our African American, Muslim, uh, Antichrist, Muslim yeah. president. No, no, he he he's against uh, the Israelis apparently. Um, but yeah, it, so if you want to read like three things, but be able to say that you've read the highest leaked classified documents ever, then by all means, go look at WikiLeaks. I'm sure Julian Assange has had a uh, stiff boner for the entire week uh, now that he's got back in the news. So congrats, Julian. <laughs> well, that's what got him in trouble in the first place. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stiff boners. <laughs> oh, God. That's absolutely... <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, real quick, to, uh, I, this isn't really news, but I wanted to give Mr. Chin an opportunity to uh, speak his mind because when Mr. Chin speaks his mind, it's usually uh, very entertaining for everyone. So, Mr. Chin, from what I understand, you uh, had something you want to tell everyone. Yeah, insurance companies are the fucking ass rapes of the world. Um, wait, wait. Are they the ass rapers or the rapees? No, they're the pineapple fuckers, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, pineapple fuckers. Pineapple fuckers. Still not clear, but okay. Uh, in any event, I, uh, I I went to the my normal primary care physician recently, and, and for the sake of brevity, let's say uh, I had some tests done to uh, <laughs> test for uh, dyslexia. I'm, I'm not dyslexic, but in any event, um, the insurance company came back and was like, yeah, we're not going to pay for these uh, dyslexia tests until we have a diagnosis of said dyslexia when the tests were being done to actually come to that diagnosis which seems really fucking backwards and I realize that insurance companies are really there to not pay out as much as possible that's just fucking ridiculous I mean it you should be able to see hey we're taking this guy's having a dyslexia test the likelihood of, of a, uh, a fucking diagnosis is pretty fucking high if we can look back at his historical data, I mean, he's a klutz anyway. Um, yeah. That's all I got. That's a... Uh, fucking trans That's genius. That's like taking that whole pre-existing condition uh, scam and uh, 
reversing it. Reversing it. uh, Hey, you don't have the condition, so we're not going to pay for it. Oh, and then you have the condition, so we're not going to pay for it. Mr. Chen, what what is this? Something that I think will provide even more insight. Um, I had a client, a name client, that was a very, one of the major health care providers in the Southeast. Um, not healthcare providers, sorry, insurance providers in the, in the Southeast. Um, we were doing a full network and security review uh, of their infrastructure. The network folks defi- uh, identified a number of single points of failure and said, you know, that uh, these need to be addressed, uh, you know, for security reasons as well as network redundancy reasons. And, uh, um, the response was, this is a, most, most of these insurance providers are, quote, non-profits, uh-huh. even though their CEOs make millions of dollars, but there's no profit in the company. Um, their response to our recommendations was, no, that will cost money. And we were like, well, you know, if it goes down, you can't continue your, op- your operations. You know, you're, you're down. And they're like, if we can't continue our, continue our operations, basically, we can't cut checks. If we can't cut checks, we make money on the interest of the money we have. Oh, whoa. whoa. That was the response. I was going to say, for an insurance company, they're horrible at risk calculations, but at the end there, I guess they're brilliant at risk calculations. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, um... Mr. Chen, I don't understand what your hang-up with this is at all. Yeah, because you could just write like a script that would look for your dyslexic uh, (laughs) spellings and pipe everything through that, right? I I could. This is true. And use it as proof with with the appeal. Well, what my question actually comes from is, I I mean... Why is this? why, Why did I... What's the hubbub all about? Yeah, because you're not one to uh, be a fan of people getting handouts, and to me, it just sounds like you just want a handout. <laughs> so, my word of advice to you is to simply... Let it go, let it go. <laughs> That's all I can say. You should let it go. You should, uh, you should just accept the fact that... You do not need to have a society in which people are just able to get whatever they want for free. People need to be responsible. It, it, it wouldn't be for free in any event. There's still copays and shit. But you, but okay. So what's stopping someone from just getting tests just because they they want to get tests done? There's a whole market for illegal testing, and and making the insurance companies pay for it. Oh, there's nothing stopping. I mean, I understand why the safeguards are in place. That doesn't negate the fact that I'm pissed about it and want to rant. I mean, I'm not saying logic has to apply here. I'm just saying I'm pissed and I wanted to vocalize my opinion. I mean, I agree it's bullshit. I just want to try to get you riled up over something. No, I can. I completely agree with in every other case as a policy. I understand why they do it. It's still a pain in the ass, though. Why do you pay for insurance then? So that I don't have to pay full cost. Have you ever done an analysis in a, like a year? How much you pay for an insurance and then like, how many benefits? Insu- no, I, I really haven't. Is, but. Insurance should not cover. I mean, insurance should not be the reason you do 
the average yearly. You know, you should be able to plan for that. That's basic, you know, um, what your cost recovery is. Insurance should cover for, I have fucking cancer and now I have a million dollars. That's not something you can cover. Yeah. You know, you should be able to cover your normal every day. This is what I expect to have this year. Um, you know, insurance, then that's for home insurance, life insurance, health insurance, everything. Um, you don't want to overinsure, but you don't want to underinsure. But you're not paying for everything. You don't want insurance to pay for. I mean, insurance is not meant to pay for everything. If it does, it's going to be outrageously expensive. Right. Yeah. It might be, so, my beef so there wasn't bitching. so much about the the associated cost. Either way, I mean, it, it's money. I, services were rendered, therefore, you know, payment has to be made, and that's cool. It's Sounds it's like more along the lines of the the logic behind, or perceived logic, I suppose. Behind their decision, it, in in my view, on insurance payments and things, you know, you should be able to get any test you want. Um, if the doctor recommends it, it should be covered under insurance. And that was the situation here. Yeah, but if I want it and the doctor doesn't recommend it, I should still be able. Yeah, to no, do no, no. It. I, I completely just, agree. Just, just like every medication, if the doctor recommends it, insurance should cover it. If I decide that I'm hypoglycemic and I want X medicine, I should be able to pay for it even if the doctor goes, no, you're not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Because that's my right. If I, want, if I want to inject lighter fluid, that's my right. I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. But that's my right. You know, and, and so these whole prescriptions and you can only get it if the doctor recommends it. No, you should only get it paid for if a doctor recommends it. If you want it, what the fuck? Yeah, I think that you people know? should be able to uh, get whatever they want. My life would be so much easier if I could just get whatever I wanted prescribed to me. Oh, my God. I would have the best life. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go into details, but it would be awesome. <laughs> get them blue pills. Mine, you, know, you, know, you know the difference? The difference, the difference between that and, and my world is actually... Zero. I don't take anything except when I have uh, some serious medical conditions. But if somebody wants to, who, you know, who who's to say? Yeah, I agree. Uh, the insurance thing, though, even if like I've been prescribed medications, and then you know, everyone has had that where you you get this new medication and they only cover X amount and sometimes you get really good deals with it like oh i only have to pay you know like 10 bucks and i saved 80 dollars this month that's that just paid for my insurance uh or uh you got cheap ass <laughs> yeah i do i do it's like 88 bucks a month uh wow yeah that is pretty good yeah i'm i'm happy for that uh, but yeah so there there's pros and cons there uh, but you know, there's people who fight for, for, you know, getting their, you know, having it. Oh, I, I can't live unless I pay $300 a month for, for medicine with my insurance. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But thanks or, for, or, or things that people, uh, you're talking about hot button issues, you know, the, uh, the, the, um, we probably shouldn't go there, but, um, family planning kind of stuff, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the pill. 
Yeah, the pill. Which is super fucking cheap. The super is super fucking cheap. Um, and this is a huge issue. Should we pay for it? Should we, should we not? And a lot of people don't want it whatsoever because of their religious beliefs or whatever. Um, while I disagree with that, if you can't afford $10 a month or $20 a month, whatever the hell full price pregnancy protection is, um, you can't afford a fucking kid. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So so pay the 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And and that goes to the argument where uh, you'll have, like, the, the viewpoint of, um, I, I hate these welfare babies, but I don't want to give out free birth control or cheap birth control or abortions. I can understand people having hangups on abortions, whatever. Uh, I, I won't agree with it, but um, to go and say, oh, I hate all this welfare state, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, yeah, I'm against giving out free birth control. Uh, you know, it would probably help the situation no. a bit. If, yeah. Not probably. All of the studies show <laughs> yeah. the amount of investment in that far exceeds what we pay on the back end. Yeah, it's it's a goofy situation. And, I mean, even just getting condoms for free. If you go to any gay bar in, in the world, you'll get free condoms just if you can't afford a condom. <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. you ever need a free condom, there's gay bars and and uh, college uh, medical facilities that you can get them. So be sure to stock up. Uh, or or you can go to Freaknik because apparently uh, they they think it's clever to include condoms. Uh, because yeah, I don't know about you guys, but when I go to a hacker con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's you know, poontang everywhere. Apparently, there's only poontang at Freaknik. So, uh, squirrels. <laughs> all right, so let's move into our main topic of the night, or what we like to call your mom. Come one, come all. Engaging your mom in three, two, one. Activate. This is not a case about one isolated iPhone. Rather, this case is about the Department of Justice and the FBI seeking through the courts a dangerous power that Congress and the American people have withheld. The ability to force companies like Apple to undermine the basic security and privacy interests of hundreds of millions of individuals around the globe. The government demands that Apple create a backdoor to defeat the encryption on the iPhone making its users' most confidential and personal information vulnerable to hackers, identity thieves, hostile foreign agents, and unwarranted government surveillance. The All Writs Act, first enacted in 1789 and on which the government bases its entire case, does not give the district court a roving commission to conscript and commandeer Apple in this manner. In fact, no court has ever authorized what the government now seeks No law supports such an unlimited and sweeping use of the judiciary process, and the Constitution forbids it. This is direct from Apple's motion to vacate uh, the demands uh, from the FBI to um, backdoor uh, the San Bernardino terrorist phone and 
although we talked about it last week, a lot has come out of this. And so it's your mom for this week. Now, there have been a lot of people who have given their two cents about this. Uh, and the most enlightening one, uh, by far, has to be Donald Trump, uh, where uh, his comments were, What I think you ought to do is boycott Apple until such time as they give that security number. Uh, how do you like that? <laughs> I just thought of that. End quote. So... Uh, yeah, good job, Donald Trump. You thought of a really original concept of boycotting an organization until they give over that security number. I would, I would like to point out that uh, even if um, Apple were to sell nothing from this point forward, they could live just on their cash reserves for an easy 30 right. years or more. I mean, Apple is the same company that pulled in $5 billion in in profit last quarter. Yeah, but you don't like Apple. I agree with what Apple said. I agree with what people said. But it is reality. All I have to say is Kalia. Kalia does exist. fully existed. Yeah. But Kalia... AT&T, Verizon, all of those have to provide access to citizen communications to the government. Yes, but that's the carrier. Is that not what they're asking for? Is that not what they're asking for? That is, but that they is do not exactly follow what they're asking for. But they don't fall under Kalea because they are not a provider. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, it does not prov- it, they do not fall under that. But it is the exact same thing that Kalea provides. Oh, I get so what you're saying. saying this is new, saying this is new and has never been done before is all bullshit because it has all of the providers. Yes. And I agree. currently provide that information. And and I'm not saying they should. I'm, I, I think that's horrible. But it's already being done, saying this has never in our history been done. Bullshit. It's done every day. Yeah. Since 94. Uh, and before then, <laughs> just without a law. Um, (laughs) but this is, this is interesting because of the fact that, um, we're basically looking at clipper chip all over again. Uh, you know, with clipper chip, that was the NSA's, uh, encryption chip that had a built in back door that they wanted to be adopted by communications companies, uh, specifically to intercept voice. Um, and it went nowhere, thankfully, thankfully. Uh, and, you know, they, they even... But went- even the Apple thing, the, the, the reason I'm not as concerned is, great, you do that, and we use a third-party app, and we use foreign encryption because now you've backdoored all American stuff. It doesn't do anything for the actual threats or for anybody who actually wants privacy. Well, I, I would say that uh, with the iOS security model and the, and the security model with Apple's phones far surpasses what's currently present in Android, unfortunately. And I'm not an iOS or Apple fan at all. Uh, I, I love Android, but the iOS security model is way better than Android. No, I'm saying third-party apps like Signal or whatever you're going to use. Well, well yeah, but... Um, but you can always bypass all of that by using that. And so all of the 
bad actors, the terrorists or whatever you want to call them, will use that, and all the people who want privacy will use that, and everybody else is fucking in the wind, and who gives a shit about them? Well, I will say, I will say this with, uh, with saying uh, Signal, for example. If I use Signal, I, I do use Signal. I have it on, on my iPhone. And how else are you going to reach Tinker? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, for the listeners who aren't aware, I, I actually carry three cell phones, uh, all of which have uh, signal on them. Um, and two are Android and one is iOS. And the iOS one um, with signal, uh, you cannot uh, actually uh, lock down the application with a password. Uh, and on Android, on the other hand, um, you can, and that's what I have set up. So all of my messages are encrypted on the device itself, but with with the iOS application, if you can unlock it, if iOS does have a backdoor and they can get into my phone, they, they can then uh, see um, all of my signal messages. So it doesn't do shit for me unless I delete every message as it comes along. And does that... Does that rest on the uh, phone itself? How long? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's yeah. the situation there? Um, Whereas the is the hashtag was going around the FBI OS. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's awesome. I actually like that. That would be a cool shirt. Um, but you you have like the NSA program Bull Run, uh, which was their uh, decryption program uh, that was used. Uh, uh, that Edward Snowden leaked, basically. Uh, uh, and it was similar to... Uh, it, basically, what that was was uh, encryption backdoors. And, and Zandy, uh, if if you were at B-Sides DFW, or if you go to Shadow system, Shadow.Systems, you can see Zandy's talk on the dual ECD RGB backdoor. Uh, he does a, an awesome talk on it and how it worked. Uh, that's that's one thing. That's one avenue in which they go about doing these things. And Apple's whole viewpoint on this is uh, this isn't just for one phone. Once the gates are open, then uh, in their actual motion, they say something along the lines of, "How long is it until they're asking us to just uh, you know keep going down the line to where uh, it, it, it's it's just for some mundane yeah, which, shit?" Which, which is which, which is Kalia. Well, right, Honestly, that's that's it's Kalia for mobile, but it's Kalia, which is intercepting all fucking traffic. Right. So it's not yeah. new. It's the thing is, it's not new. It's a it's a fight against status quo, and a lot of people I think are positioning it as this has never happened. This is an overreach by the government, and I do agree that it's an overreach, but it's a pre-existing overreach. Right. This has already existed. Kalia. Kalia on the landline side is all of the things they're asking now. Well, and, and I agree 100%. And, and the key with the, the Kalia thing is that the, this doesn't apply to Apple for the very fact. Uh, and they even reference this in the motion, so I can just quote directly there. Uh, and addressing the twin needs of law enforcement and privacy, Congress, through Kalia, ha- specified when a company has an obligation to assist the government with decryption of communications and made clear that a company has no obligation to do so where, as here, the company does not retain a copy of the decryption key. And, that's, and that is, um, no pun intended, the key to all of this. Uh, <laughs> if, the, if this exception is made, 
then that whole part of Kalea where you did have this uh, this protection there is thrown out the window. That means that ZRTP would have to be backdoored but, but somehow. You, you, it, I, I agree. You didn't have the option though when it was all analog. Right, right. They were just in, they were just uh, but they had that access. They've had that access historically. They still do, yeah. Yeah, and, you know. So so that that's where I'm going is everybody positions it as a this is so new, this is an overreach. I agree it's an overreach. It was an overreach 20 years ago, you know, um, but it's something that has existed right? and has provided them information, and we still had 9-11. Yeah, we still had the San Bernardino shooting. Yeah, because if you have a problem finding pins in the haystack... The solution is to throw more fucking hay on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, more noise, uh, it's harder to filter through, as you will learn with any IDS that you're trying to set up. And that's basically what they're trying to accomplish, is an intrusion detection system for terrorism. And there's a lot of noise out there. Um, but uh, Especially when the definition of terrorism just kind of... Keeps getting grayer and grayer. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. So now does Kalia like uh, di uh, differentiate between data in transit and data in uh, and data at rest? Uh, it, it from my understanding, it's all in transit. And and I've never seen anything data at rest with in regards to Kalia. This is designed for the lawful interception. Uh, okay, so wouldn't this Apple case be? Yeah, access to data at rest i agree what with the point being in the in their motion is that there have been attempts to expand kalea to include other shit like this scenario which would be catastrophic because signal could not legally exist in the united states if that were the case that means that the aws infrastructure that it currently uses uh, they would have to change their entire way of operating. Their, like, if they moved away from no, AWS, no, that would be no. awful. Amazon's big enough. You just go to the EU one that yeah. has the EU protections. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, they and, could. And, and, and there, there is no concern there whatsoever. And that's the, 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 the thing that even the uh, former FBI director, I think, said is, if we do this, then it'll all be foreign encryption and it's just as good or better than what we fucking have right so it's stupid you know <laughs> yeah it, it, it what's really awesome is that uh, uh surprisingly there's support from mark zuckerberg uh for apple uh because mark zuckerberg really gives a shit about privacy um <laughs> uh but uh apparently um there are uh, at Microsoft uh, and Google and Facebook are all going to be filing an amicus brief in support of Apple's position. So I really like seeing Silicon Valley's big players all coming together, even Twitter uh, coming together to uh, support Apple in this. And I think that sh shows a strong and, and message. The, and the and the market cap of just the first three that you mentioned yeah. is more than the U.S. government, so I'm not worried. Yeah, and they also have very powerful lobbies combined. 
Uh, none of the, none of these you know, companies I mean, want that. Yeah, Sergey Brin um, versus the Koch brothers. Um, know where I stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's going to be interesting. With uh, I'd love to see the the government try to go after Google in regards to this, because Google will take their armed guards out and point the guns at the FBI. They will have their new Atlas robots go after the fucking government. And if and if people are worried about how uh, Google could do such a big army, well, they've got Boston Dynamics and autonomous vehicles, so they're ready for fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, and they are conscripti- and they are conscripting our youth with the hour of code. Oh, there we go. It's like the brand new Hitler Youth all over again. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, uh, you have you have stupid ass lawmakers uh, who are uh, redundant. Uh, redundant. Yeah, David Jolly, think the FBI director um, during the House Appropriations Committee's meeting about this. Uh, he said that I love it when they do this shit. Uh, they they only have like five things that they can ever say. Uh, Jolly said Apple's leadership risk having blood on their hands. Um, no, actually, the only people who have uh, the risk of blood on their hands is the FBI because they handled the phone from the fucking shooters. Uh, that's the only risk of blood. The people who would have died already died. And go and go and go meta on that is the only reason we have these issues with terrorism is because of the FBI and CIA and. Yeah. All the crap they've done. Um, and no, it's because we're a Christian nation. <laughs> That's why. Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, but uh, Bill Gates was reported of being uh, uh, supportive of the FBI. And no, then, no, no. Then he that that changed. And then that changed. He he denied. He said he was misquoted, and and uh, that there are there are. Um, yeah, he said the courts are going to decide this case, and these issues will be decided yeah, but, in Congress. But it was not a full support of, no. of the FBI. No, no, no. Um, that's, that's what came out initially, was that he supported it, and it was definitely not that. Yeah, uh, but at least Microsoft, as a company, is supporting uh, this, which is ironic, because if you look back to uh, Snowden documents... Uh, and I believe this is all off of memory here. Uh, I believe it was in 2008. They were offering, uh, if I remember right, $5 billion or $8 billion. I think it was $8 billion to anyone who could allow them to intercept Skype communications because that was really hard for them at the time um, because of the peer-to-peer nature of how Skype works. Uh, and uh, then... Microsoft buys them in 2011, and they were a part of the PRISM program. So Microsoft actually benefits. I have to wonder if Microsoft got that billion-dollar prize uh, for bringing them into the PRISM program. It's very likely that the reason why Microsoft purchased Skype was because they weren't going to have to pay the full price. Um, 
So it's it's very it's very interesting to see this public support, but this is very much PR as well. Uh, for all we know, but Apple could be blowing yeah, smoke but, up our ass. But but if yeah, and and uh, they are, <laughs> regardless of this particular scenario, they are. Um, they're a corporation, but for the savvy, for us, none of this means shit. We can always circumvent it. Yeah. There is nothing that can stop that. No. no. Um, it's, it's convenience and the masses. And I think that's important, but I really don't give a shit because it doesn't affect me. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's uh, honestly, yeah. But but you 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 have... know because I, I will be secure. I will be secure. And if some you know if Joe Schmo or his daughter or his mother or his grandmother isn't because they don't have the proclivity to do that, do I give a shit? Not really. Well, a, a greasy pony, a ponytail having guy would probably say that where where does the responsibility lie? Should we not provide the tools to the masses and the education in which they we provide the tools? We provide the education. We do not. We lead the horse to water. We do not force him to drink. I say drown the motherfucker. Waterboard him. Pour it down. <laughs> make make them <laughs> make them change. That's why you need these high-profile hacks to scare people into submission. Uh, I, no, nobody gives a shit. Nobody, yeah, you're right. We've been through this route like a million us, times. Outside of us, nobody fucking gives a shit. You, you just have to come to acceptance on that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I can. They won't. They don't ever. They won't ever. Then they'll be forced to, to quote Anakin from Star Wars. No, they won't. No, they won't because they will want... What that proletariat is offering. Yeah, you're right. I mean, honestly, if someone would said, "Hey, Android, there's no back doors," uh, the reply would be, "But on Apple, I've got way more emojis." So you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they don't give a shit about any of it. But as far as the t technical ability. To pull this off, I was saying that I didn't think it would be possible for them to do this. But Rainmaker, you had done some research on this. Uh, what's the actual deal with that? With the what biometrics aspect, or All right, well, well, both in uh, surrendering over your password, like say the shooters weren't around, what could be the done, updates. and then also on the update side as well. Okay, well, there's a issue legally between the fourth and fifth amendments um, in uh, basically self-incrimination and legal precedent is basically stating that you can be compelled to present a physical uh, key or whatever in the event that you have a, a locked a safe or something um, same thing applies to your biometric data which um, in this circumstance with the San Bernardino, the actual phone was the uh, uh, terrorist's employer. And they've at this point surrendered all privacy to it. So it's just a matter of the uh, decryption aspect. Um, and actually, it's not even a matter of decryption. It's basically a softening of the front door in this circumstance. Um, and then uh, the 
the technical aspect of this is the fact that Apple can, in this circumstance, actually push a one-time update to a single device a single time. So it's not necessarily a, you know, we fix this backdoor and it's globally uh, accessible. Um, I'm going to butcher the uh, technical explanation, but basically each individual iOS device presents a uh, one a nonce, basically a one-time uh, number to Apple in which they can then along with the serial number validate uh, the iOS version and then push the appropriate package to that device. So basically every update coming from an iOS device is a customized package. Um, with that, um, they're saying that you know legally you can pre uh, push down a one-time package to this device um, basically allowing the timeout on uh, uh, unsuccessful attempts to uh, be uh, uh, unlimited as well as um, non not basically destroying the elliptical what the ECC elit uh, I can't even say it now the uh, elliptical the, curve yes the elliptical curve encryption private key so um, basically that's all that happens once that timeout is expired or they they've done it the 10 times is that uh, private key gets destroyed so um, that that's kind of the, the the research that I've done at this point. So, um, on, that's on the uh, yeah, that's awesome. On on the fourth fifth amendment thing, um, we had some input on this recently uh, from Logic Lawyer. Of um, there's been precedence for that you must present your thumb or whatever it is. Um, to unlock an iPhone that is uh, between Fourth and Fifth Amendment. That's Fourth Amendment. Yes, it's not no, considered it's... unreasonable search and seizure. But if so, the the thumbprint is not the way to go. The way to go is your unlock code or your your secret password or whatever. Because that's because Fifth, that's and that's self incrimination, right? Exactly. So the, the the thing to probably do is do both. You your thumb and the well, you don't a have thing. The so um, yeah, it's one or the other basically. Or or you you can have the passcode on it if you have the thumb. But it, it like if you just put your thumb on it, it you know you don't have. There's no dual there. It's just no, and, and you don't do that. Period. Because there is no protection at that point. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not sure what the FBI would, uh, in regards to the brute forcing thing, um, of course they have more resources, I guess, uh, but research has been done into using like a rubber ducky or a teensy to brute force Android pin codes and iOS and uh, the last no, 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 but you you can be compelled. No, no uh, yeah. To give your thumbprint, your thumbprint. Right, you right. You cannot be compelled to give your passcode. Right, and that's where the the brute forcing comes into play. If the FBI were to get this special firmware that would allow them to brute force it, uh, the way that they go about doing that would be interesting. 
because of the fact that uh, from the research that's been done that I've looked into, I mean, obviously things could have changed. FBI may have different resources, but how this was being done was with a uh, the iPad camera connection plug and uh, like a teensy and you wouldn't be able to use it on the lock screen you'd have to go to the settings screen and you could brute force it from there so it already had to be unlocked you may not know the code but uh an hour and a half of running the teensy on the settings screen you could then find the code and reset it so i, I don't know what the fbi's capabilities what? are here or if they have like a little arduino controller that taps on the screen <laughs> Well, this is what uh, I forget what exactly the the technical components are, but basically they have requested from Apple a way to um, how can I put this D uh, allow for automated brute forcing. Right. So whether it be with a, a, a yeah Arduino or USB rubber duck or something to that degree, um, that's one thing. Also, there's a software component uh, that sets the timeout um, right. that they also want disabled. Um, because currently um, there's a hardware piece that allows for 80 milliseconds delay between um, invalid attempts in addition to the software. So they're requesting just the software part. There's nothing they can do about the hardware. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And, and, and is that tied to the NSA IP addresses or can we all now attack? Right, exactly. And, you know, there's something with this whole uh, Kalea thing that their whole justification is they want to see if they were communicating with terrorists. They've got all the fucking data with Kalea. They, they, they retain this shit for months, if not years. Why not just get it and analyze the data? What, what's on the phone specifically, specifically, that they need that they can't obtain elsewhere? Are they using encrypted communications apps? Okay, well, you can know the application and start profiling from there. There's metadata. There's there's other ways of doing this. It's called an invested fucking gation. Not having everything handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah, and work harder. Exactly. No, it's, yeah. That uh, is the whole thing. Technology offers you nothing. Yeah. Honestly. It's, it's, it's the investigation and none of the modern whatever is uh, focused on that. It's, you know, hey, we got to be late to be, uh, we'll run these scans and this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, th this is, uh, this is something that hopefully will not go anywhere. Um, but... Uh, Tim Cook has uh, said that uh, when he was uh, being interviewed by uh, ABC News uh, that uh, this is the software equivalent of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cancer brain, brain cancer. Yes, and that he also stated... I, I, I disagree, honestly, because cancer is something that there, there are precursors. You can do things to pre prevent being at high risk, but you, there's nothing you can do to prevent 100% it happening. Yeah. Uh, 
This well, is AIDS. Yeah, yeah, there Don't you go. fuck people in the ass. <laughs> there is a prevention. There is something you can do to not have this. Cancer, you could have it regardless because you were born to somebody who was whatever. Um, this is AIDS. Don't fuck people in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, if you have AIDS. I mean, I, I, I have nothing against anybody who's homosexual or wants to do that. Yes. So but if you don't want AIDS, no. Yeah, well, continuing on there, uh, Tim Cook, <laughs> who just happens to be a homosexual, <laughs> also said... <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he would be prepared to take the issue all the way. Which means that he's ready to go to the Supreme Court over this. And he's positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't you think Apple's kind of enjoying all this public media attention? I mean, oh, I think yeah. they're genuinely benefiting from this. Yeah, why do you think everyone but else wants you, to jump but, on? No, no. Did you see this study, though, that said less than half of the people support this position? It was like 40-some percent support Apple's position. Hey, it's better than normal when we're talking about digital rights. So I'm happy. No. Yes, I agree. But less than half the... So if you're saying Apple is just doing this for a publicity stunt, it's less than half the people who support them. Yeah, but I think so half far. those people that support them probably aren't their own customers, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people who buy iPhones, uh, you know, it's it's widely... Uh, iOS is widely used in enterprise and not just in the U.S., but globally. And if this happens, that will affect them on a non-U.S. sales. And well, definitely. I mean, think about it. They've got a huge Chinese customer base. Yep. And what's to think that you know the Chinese wouldn't want to spy on their own citizens? I mean, there's not a precedent for that, is there? Exactly. And that's one of the arguments that Apple actually made in their motion to vacate uh, was the fact that uh, if... <laughs> If we have to do it for the U.S., uh, you know, there's going to be other countries who want the exact same thing, uh, and and I uh, I think that that is going to be a very bad situation because we know how these uh, countries love to spoof, uh, spoof love to snoop on their uh, uh, citizens, uh, even journalists, you know, n not even legitimate things, um, but. Uh, we don't have to worry too much about this because John McAfee is going to social engineer this whole thing. <laughs> and we won't have to worry about it at all. Uh, I really would love to know more about that, that plan and strategy of how he's going to social engineer uh, the, the code. Um, so They're going to guess the passcode. Yeah, with uh, I have to wonder, has the FBI tried unlocking the phone at all yet? Wouldn't it be ironic if, yes. if it's just like well, one, no, one, no, one, no. one? That that was the whole thing. Is is because they did whatever they did, Apple can't access it because they tried. They oh yeah, did they tried. Something. Yeah, they reset their password on the uh, iCloud yeah. account. Jackass. Yeah, so he already they had can't access. access it. Yeah, <laughs> this is so <laughs> stupid. Uh, the, um, 
the passcode that like I have to wonder if like a field agent was just like hell let's just see if, if it's this pin number and uh, now they've, they've tried it nine times and they got one last try before everything's wiped <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know this is this is crazy uh, I really uh, I really hope that Apple endures and and wins this because even if they are backdooring things for the NSA or whatever. Uh, at least the floodgates aren't completely open in this regard. I mean, I've always been skeptical. That you know. I mean, this right could be a complete that they're pwned totally. And and yeah, this is a false fight, false flag. Yeah. And now we trust them, right, and nobody right. exactly cares whatsoever. Yeah, and and that could very well be the case. I mean, if I wanted to put my Alex Jones hat on for a minute, I, it's a great idea. They've already got the data they need. There was nothing of value on it, so now they concoct this huge BS uh, thing. Apple gets to look good. The FBI gets to, you know, play devil's advocate here. And uh, meanwhile, they're cooperating fully. We, we may never know. Uh... I mean, Apple employees are usually so brainwashed that they wouldn't even dare whistleblow. The the only thing that makes me question any of it is because Apple is so much more powerful than the government right now. You know, so um, I'm, I'm not as concerned, but how long is that? I mean, um, you know, if we have, uh, you, you were talking about um, I, it was something about the uh, uh, Apple environment. Uh, Amazon uh, was it Arizona. There was a uh, um, public community in Arizona that said basically now none of their people can use Apple because of their position with the FBI. <laughs> But it's, it's Arizona, which... Yeah, wishy-washy. gives shit about them. But, um... <laughs> the hate's coming out tonight. We thought we were going to get it from <laughs> from Mr. Chin. <laughs> waterfalls. Fucking. <laughs> waterfalls no, all scotched Arizona, out. I, I, I love New Mexico, Arizona. All of them can fucking just... They, they should not... They should have been New Mexico and go back. <laughs> oh god uh, well there we go <laughs> um, uh, well uh, any last words from everyone here uh, on this black math uh, what's your thoughts do you think this is all smoke and mirrors or you you, uh, you use an iPhone so yeah I, I use a lot of my coworkers and I use iPhones um that stems more from the older I get, the more I separate the things I like to tinker with and the things that I need to just not fuck up and run my life for me. Um, but smoke and mirrors wise, I don't know. Like any pub- any publicity is good pu- uh, publicity, right? Even yeah. if you don't agree with Apple, you kind of fundamentally understand that they're trying to fight for their end users and their consumers and that's 
at least subconsciously going to sink in. I mean, I, I don't think that Apple can really lose. Right. But, I mean, the Fed's like, they've wanted this, not just for this case, but I mean, they, they've wanted backdoors and encryption, you know, for a long time. I and mean, they're, pre they're pretty public about it. But, <clears throat> I mean, the San Bernardino case is, is sort of like a blessing. For them. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you, you package this up as terrorism, a terrible tragedy, and you've got your, you know, you, you can appeal to the public that way and get them on your side for, for, uh, yeah, for access to, uh, to devices like this. Yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to go Alex Jonesy here, he probably thinks that the whole shooting was a false flag for gun control, and now you've got this too. I bet he's about to have an aneurysm over there in Austin. Uh, but, uh, th this, uh, yeah, the, the, the whole making things just work and, uh, not being Mr. Chin basically about your, your stuff here does yeah, come at a potential cost. Well, Mr. Chin, you, you do all this crazy stuff and, and do it yourself manner. Yeah. Uh, you, you run Android. Yeah. You won't, uh, have an iOS device. I wouldn't imagine. Uh, At the moment, no, I don't. Uh, what, what, what say you on this? I think it's important. I mean, so I think what the FBI is asking for sets a very dangerous precedent. Um, I think Apple is uh, well within their rights to say no until the FBI to fuck off. And um, even though it's only affecting iOS and Android security model is completely different, I you know, this is still... I mean, that differentiator doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, this is still the government trying to get their get access to stuff that, by really by rights, they have no business getting access to. I mean, it's a fucking phone um, passcode for a reason. Yeah, there should be some sort of expectation of privacy. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's one of those things where. I think Black Math and I were having a conversation in which, uh, like, your your wife doesn't know your passwords to your phone, right? Or your passcode? My wife? Yeah. No. Yeah. But, I mean, but, 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 she but, can look through it if she wants. But. Exactly. But the whole concept of passwords and the security, it's not like a personal thing there in that regard. It's No, uh, giving her my password puts you at risk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't testify against your spouse, right? Right, but right. Still, I mean, just the, the the whole principle of giving somebody your passwords. I mean, like that whole talk. I mean, the the whole discussion over uh, Fourth and Fifth Amendments. Basically, what you know, the last thing that you can depend on, um, as far as the factors of authentication, is is what you know. You know, the the like something that you have and something that you are are kind of out the window. So. I mean, yeah, that's why I like, yeah, don't give your passwords out. <laughs> and I know Wirefall, your wife has said that if you died, then she'd be fucked. She couldn't even pay bills because of the passwords <laughs> in the yeah. database. Yeah, um, she's always talked about how much she'd have to pay you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a good uh, uh, idea to not share your passwords with anyone. And I'm a fan of the whole um, have something that you have and something you know. For the fact that um, my YubiKey, if 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 the the doors are getting yep. knocked down, I'm snapping that motherfucker in half. 
I won't be able yep. to log into anything, but neither will they. So, uh, oh, speaking of... Nobody will. Uh, yeah, I mean, this thing is, and you can't be held in contempt of court because, you know, you thought Al-Qaeda was coming. Yeah. And... <laughs> I've got intellectual property for my... Uh, not-for-profit venture, Shadow Systems, that I was afraid that a competitor, uh, Infonomicon Computer Club, was trying to raid my house <laughs> to to steal all of all, all of the the awesome things that Shadow Systems is doing. So that's why I snapped my YubiKey. I would have loved for you guys to have looked through it all. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Uh, so. So uh, real quick with the iPhone, um, you know how you were saying that you can't have both uh, passcode and uh, thumb or fingerprint. Yeah. Like two layers, like like two factor. Um, that's true. But if you reboot your iPhone, you cannot right. use uh, you cannot use the Touch ID to log in. You have to use your passcode. So if you're yeah. going to get busted, really quick, turn shut off, off your, your phone. phone. Yep. Yeah, and that's true. Um, the and you also, before you can use the, the thumbprint or fingerprint, whatever, uh, you have to uh, not only log in on that first boot manually, uh, but before you make any purchase as well. Those are nice. Yeah, I think everything else, well, most things like in the operating system that you could use a thumbprint for, you have to enter your passcode if you've rebooted. Which is a good idea. I like that. It's a little annoying, but so is security in general, so... Yeah, if you haven't rebooted in a long time, you better make sure you remember your passcode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, tell you how many times my kids forget their passcodes. I can't tell you how many times I forget my passcodes. Yeah. I, I was lamenting over the fact that I have a hard drive. I can't even decrypt with files I need <laughs> because I've tried every single conceivable password. I took the so hard drive. None of you use passwords, safe. No, I do, but not for, like, Lux. Uh, Everything. Everything you enter, everything in it. Yeah, well, uh, for the Lux, uh, I, I don't know what well, I did with this one. Everything in it. Everything in it. <laughs> oh, God, Waterfall, you are totally wasted right now. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, so, uh, yeah, the, the Lux thing, uh, unfortunately, I use my YubiKey in, con in conjunction with that. And I have no idea what what my first part of the the passphrase is at all, so I'm screwed. Um, Zandy suggested that I ask the FBI for help, uh, and I might have to go down that avenue. Um, but yeah, so don't share your passwords, Rainmaker. What's your closing thoughts on this? On sharing your password? No, on on the whole Apple thing. Um. um you know, it, it, it kind of just goes without saying that, you know, as we're kind of in the InfoSec kind of state of mind, we're all for encryption and privacy. And, you know, the government needs to respect that, you know, corporations will market to their consumers. And privacy is a right for our citizens of the United States. And so I think the government should respect that. So. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and Waterfall, your closing thoughts? Well, privacy is not a right from a constitutional perspective. It's from a Supreme Court uh, derivative, um, which could change at any moment. 
Um, so I think we all have to be vigilant. Um, but most people don't give a shit. Most people don't care. And honestly, most people don't matter. Um, you know, uh, none of us that give a shit will ever be affected by any of this. If you don't give a shit, sorry. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> I, I think you. That's my. That's my honest opinion. <laughs> I, I think you also forgot to say fuck Arizona. <laughs> yeah, fuck Arizona. <laughs> I also don't like Arizona, so... Yeah, it, second yeah, it, even if all this shit that just happened didn't occur in Arizona, yeah, fuck Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> wanted Mexico's borders redrawn. No, I love, I love New Mexico. I love New Mexico. New Mexico is awesome. Gary Johnson was the uh, governor in New Mexico. Best yeah. fucking governor that's ever been. So. There you go. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Jesse Ventura, so good job, Michigan. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck or was that Wisconsin? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin. Minnesota, yeah, but um, he was a libertarian type candidate, so yeah. Yeah, he has some fun that. stories about that. He claims that the, that when he got elected, that the CIA brought him to a basement and uh, and and questioned him how he won, and he was all freaked out because the CIA is not supposed to operate domestically. But I don't even know if that story is true or not. I just Isn't there a story that yeah. like Chris yeah. Kyle he, kicked he his ass. He was a wrestler. Too? He was a wrestler. Yeah. How many of his stories are true? Who knows? Uh, with the wrestling stories, those are real interesting. And yes, there was that whole Chris Kyle kicked his ass thing that he sued Chris Kyle in the uh, estate. Very controversial uh, lawsuit. Yeah, apparently there was a bar fight in which uh, uh, Jesse Ventura had said something and Chris Kyle wasn't a fan of what he had to say. Uh, probably, you know, a number of his positions. Uh, and um, uh, a fistfight endured in which Chris Kyle, uh, in his in his book, uh, claimed that he had kicked Jesse Ventura's ass, uh, and so Jesse Ventura sued him, and then he was killed, and then he sued the estate, which everyone thought was uh, not a good thing. Real classy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I and mean, I guess my closing thoughts on this is that uh, my one of my favorite film franchises is Tron, and I'm kind of reminded uh, of Tron with Tim Cook, uh, aside from the stylish clothes, uh, a, uh, a, a, a message that Tron said at, in Tron Legacy that it feels like Apple, who we've commonly looked at as being horrible of recent times, much like the Tron in Tron Legacy, it looks like there's a turnaround and uh, he's coming out like Tron and saying, I fight. The users. So yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> he's out there fighting for the so users. Drank, so you've drank the Kool-Aid, is what you're saying. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Whether this is all BS or not, I love th- the words that are being said, and that's and that's and the, and the motion being filed. So uh, I, I'm more concerned about words I agree with well 
I agree with their motion. Uh, I, I didn't see anything in the no, motion I didn't agree with. You, you agree with what they've said, not what they meant. It's what you're, you know, we have no idea of what's behind that. Right. Um, you know, if you disagree with something, you can have an honest disagreement. If they're going, we stand for privacy in you, and you have no way to validate that. Well, yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, well, I mean, if they take it to the Supreme Court, it can set precedent. So let's hope that something big happens out of this other than just a bunch of media talking heads talking uh, and us circle jerking over it. Hopefully something good comes out of all of this and that phone never gets unlocked. Because let the dead be the dead. <laughs> And as always here at Shadow Systems, we endorse the use of signal for any kind of illegal uh, activities such as terrorism. Private, Private we, activities. Yeah. <laughs> which may or may not be yes. legal. Yes. So uh, I guess that's it. Uh, it. To sign it all off, uh, uh, Mr. Chin, you got a, a last word for everyone? I got. I do not. I have nothing. Okay. No witty comeback or or anything like that. Black math. You got a one liner. Um, yeah. I think the the phrase of the day is uh, soft front door. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raymaker, you got anything? Oh. After a soft front door, maybe a weak back door. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> oh god air horn uh, yeah better late than never uh and waterfall you got a one-liner to uh close this out with i probably regret most of what i've said <laughs> <laughs> well welcome to Shadowcast. cast glad that bo both you and rainmaker could uh join us for the first time tonight and um, as always here from Shadow Systems, we encourage you to hack the planet. Shadow system.